Welcome to The Fully Lived Life, a podcast for those who are longing to pursue the full life and want to break free from anything that holds them back. Listen in as two friends, a psychologist, Dr. Mary, and a life coach, Jillian, talk about life, love, and purpose through the lens of faith, science, psychology, and life experiences. Hey, Mary. And Jillian. You okay? No. Why not? I hate this chapter. (laughs) My job... Hey, wait a second. I hate it more. You think? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, we can can compare how much we hate. Later on. Hey, what's the title? Tell the title people. Is, Never again try to change another person. Well, that's it. That's the podcast. That's the episode. There's no more to say. The end. Done. <laughs> <laughs> Did you fall for it? <laughs> but really, people are probably like, what? What? Did they freeze? <laughs> No, really, that could be the whole thing. I know, like, I why know. do you even need to explain it? I know. Okay. Well, obviously, we need to explain it because we keep trying to do it. Okay. Um, we're going to go through a checklist. Do we okay. have to? Well, we do. Okay. Yes, we need to flesh this out a little bit. All right, okay. all right, all right. Okay, okay. All right. So he's talking about never try to change another person. Right. All right? Yeah. So I do you want to take turns reading? Well, I got to find the list. Why don't you just go for it? Okay. Yeah. So consider relationships you may have with these type of people where you've tried to change them. Okay. A critical person who withholds approval. Ooh. Ooh. An addicted person who refuses to get sober. An irresponsible person who does not do what should be done. An employee who's not performing up to standards. Why are you looking at me like that? I'm not. A person who is not investing in a relationship. I'm, uh, I'm like trying to okay, not show okay. any expression. All right. You're not going to Because the me- problem of being video, because usually we make faces for everything. I know. I still have faces. I'm, so I'm going frozen face okay. here. All right. No tells on your part. No tells. Tons of tells on my part. Okay. I'm going back to the list. Yes. A person who is not investing in a relationship. Ooh. Oh, tell. A parent whom you wish would be different. Ah. An adult child you wish would grow up and make better choices. A business partner, a co-worker who's not matching your effort. Hmm. So I, I think we all have at least one person on our list, right? Right. If not more. I, well, I've, oh, I, uh, no, I was just going to say, I've been down this journey long enough that I try not to consciously try to change people. Right. But it's in the subtle ways that it happens all the time. Yes. That's, you think they're subtle. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. Touche. I know. I've been waiting for that one. So, you know, have you ever tried to change one of the people on that list? You can't. I know. Well, oh. even, even healthy people I try to change. <laughs> okay. So to Dr. Cloud's credit, he says to us, there is nothing horrible at all about wanting the best for another person. Gotcha. To wanting good outcomes, health, wellness, good choices, Mm -hmm. good life choices, Mm -hmm. all that. Mm -hmm. There's nothing horrible about that. Right. Because we are called to love people, Mm -hmm. to have mercy and compassion and empathy, but trying to change them just is not possible. Mm Mm-hmm. We can try to influence them for good, mm-hmm. but we can't change anyone. 
Right. I think where I can get it confused is sometimes where I feel that I'm, I need to speak truth to somebody versus that I'm speaking truth, truth and quotes to change the person. Right. Yeah. I think that's part of the challenge for me is differentiate between the two. Because I think I have enough awareness not to try to like overtly, although apparently I do, (laughs) change a person. But I think it's uh, sometimes, I I think maybe it's more this way. I'm not always aware of my motivations as to Uh, why I do or say what I do. Okay. And I'm usually aware of my motivation. (laughs) (laughs) But you still do it anyway. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Because you can't help yourself. Um, So in my to on my end this mm-hmm. is what it feels like if i'm trying to change someone it's coming out of a place of fear absolutely from that, me for sure and it's almost like this false sense of i'm trying to save them from a bad outcome right or uh, I can see the path. Right. And I want to stop it before it gets too bad. Right. Well, I can give you a very small example. Oh, is, out of my life? No, I'm giving mine. Oh, oh, Don't okay. worry. Don't you so ouchy. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> you want me three chapters? <laughs> You've been picking on me, too. <laughs> um, Amanda was uh, she, my daughter. She had a cold. Um, and I was at the gro- at the uh, pharmacy with my sister, and my sister has the same problems of trying to yes, change she's, people. She's much more overt, though. Oh, that's true. She's obviously she's like, I'm going to work on changing you. Anyway, so I'm texting Amanda, um, uh, what kind of cold syrup do you have? I'm going to buy it for you. She goes, don't worry about it, Mom. I have some already. What do I do? I go and buy some. And you probably bought three or four bottles so well, you didn't know which one she needed. That's true. Well, I did buy a, a, a few variety. I go, I go home and good on her. She says, Mom, thank you for doing this for me, but I kind of feel like this is more about you than it is about me. Touche. <laughs> so good, though. And I'm like, you're right. This was about my anxiety because I wanted you to be all better. Yes. And I didn't think you were taking the right stuff. So here, you got to take this stuff because my stuff is obviously the better stuff. Yeah. So that's a small example. That's what I mean by subtle, which is not so subtle, obviously, because she called me on it. My son did the same thing to me, and it was about something very serious. What's that? I can't tell you. Okay. But okay. we were sitting in the car yeah. in the driveway, Yeah. and he said, I have made up my mind, mm-hmm. and I'm not changing my mind. Mm. And I was like, whoa. So he's preempting. But I was like, thank you for like, yeah. woo. Because our kids... I was scared and... and Impressed all at the same time. Well, our kids of all the people in our life, and probably our partners too, know oh, yeah. know how much we try to change them. True. Yeah. Okay. So, so. Uh, enough about us. <laughs> um, so, an issue, Doctor Cloud says, is that we need to respect the freedom of others to make their own choices, mm-hmm. even if they're poor choices. I know it is their choice, and it's their freedom to make those choices, and we can influence them. Mm-hmm. Um, we can provide all the compassion and empathy and all the things that we want to. Mm-hmm. We can love them, but we cannot change them. And right. it becomes more about us it does. than about that other person. Right. And a really, really key principle that I have to remember is that true change comes from inside. Exactly. It comes from an inner motivation that I actually want to change in this area. I want to grow. I want to do better. Yep. And if we're always telling people to do the thing that they themselves are not motivated no. to do it. It might work for a little bit because they just want to maybe keep us quiet right. or please us. But at the end of the day, they're they're not going to keep up that 
change. That's right. And so it has to come from within them. And so even though we might like we think, oh, if they would just get it, if they would just understand, then things would get better. Right. They still have to go through the journey of getting it or and, feeling motivated to make that change. Yeah. And sometimes we want it more than they do. Yeah. And then it becomes more about us. It does. And so one of the things he says is, we're not influencing others to make them do what we want. In fact, consequences are about giving the person the freedom to choose what they will choose and then choosing what our response will be in light of their choice. So stinking hard. I know. Especially if they're at other ends of the spectrum. I know. Or they're making a choice that we don't think is wise. Exactly. Which is the problem. And so he goes, I can't get someone to do something they don't choose to do either because they can't or because they don't desire to do it. That's right. So if you recognize that the person you're trying to change either can't do it or doesn't want to do it, why do we think that somehow we can make them do it? I don't know. And why are we investing so much energy energy and probably a lot of strategizing and theorizing and all kinds of stuff Mm -hmm. and cajoling? Mm -hmm. And then we probably turn into these really ugly people that... You know, it's like done maybe through passive aggressive ways, not so overt, Mm -hmm. or it's done with sarcasm. Mm -hmm. And that's just, ugh. Yeah. Oh, I find myself doing it now because, again, back to where I'm trying to track my attempts to change people is it does come across in more passive aggressive indirect ways or in a joke ha, 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 but actually it's a poke at them that i want them to change in that particular area yeah and it's actually i have to i get really frustrated with myself like it's like i i can't bite my tongue and out it pops i'm already trying to correct somebody or help them or give them advice it's really hard especially <laughs> as a two. Oh, talk to an eight about that yeah well the we, two of us. We have it hard. We're a pair. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. So I think that's, yes. I think in principle, most people recognize that they don't have the power to change other people. So why do we keep trying? I think the trouble is we don't recognize when we're doing it or why we're doing it. So that's mm. the key. And I think you just got to talk to the people around you. Do I try to change you? <laughs> oh, They'll probably say, if they feel the freedom to give us that feedback, because I might kind of like bite off their head if they say yes, um, is to say, okay, so what am I doing that makes you feel like I'm trying to change you? Mm -hmm. And uh, and really like take that feedback in, because I, I don't think we have nearly enough awareness of why we do what we do, especially in the moment. I mean, afterwards, I can reflect and yeah. kind of go, oh, shoot, I was trying to change them again. And the thing is, too, like, for example, with our kids, we have to remember we're 30 years ahead of them. And they have a, a lot of life journey and their ability to learn wisdom and right. make good decisions for themselves comes with them living it out and being motivated by their own desire mm-hmm. for change. That's Us right. nagging at them doesn't actually bring that change about. And we do know that most change is incremental. Yes. Right? Like there are very few, you know, instances where a person does a complete, you know, 180. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's, and it's usually because of some huge wake-up call, right. right? Like you've had a heart attack or something. Even then, you slide back. I know. So change is incremental. It's been incremental in our lives. Yeah. So why are we so in a hurry to change someone else? 
for me, it's definitely out of fear. Right. And the other thing I would say is that then I don't have to look at myself and the things that I need to change. Oh, like my own fear, my yes. own motivations as to why I'm being controlling or trying to correct or change other people. Right. It's easier to kind of go, well, it's because you're not listening to me or whatever. And it's right. like projecting the blame outside as opposed to recognizing that it's happening within me. And it is true. We probably have wisdom that people could benefit from. But if they're not yes. open to it or they're not ready for it or it's not applicable to mm-hmm. their life, who mm-hmm. like... That's not our responsibility to tell them. Now that is, again, though, the differentiation for me is there's when I speak to try to change somebody versus when I speak because I need to speak truth to set a boundary. Right. That's two different things. So I'm just remembering something kind of funny. Mm -hmm. Okay. (laughs) Okay. So our friend Anne. Yes. um, She told us about this phrase that was kind of bugging her. You do, you all do me. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> right? But that's kind of what this is. Yeah. Like, so when you're setting the boundary, what are the consequences? So in this chapter, mm-hmm. he's talking about two situations. One, where the son is working for the father's company that's built. Right. And he's just goofing off. He's not pulling his weight. Mm-hmm. And the father thinks just by trying and trying and trying and trying, mm-hmm. this guy's finally going to get it and pull up his bootstraps and work mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. the Dickens, right? Right. But he's just not motivated he's to do not. that. Yeah. And the other situation is an on-again, off-again relationship mm-hmm. where... Um, the person has been trying to change the other person mm-hmm. and they change for a little bit, they get back together and then it falls off the rails again. Mm-hmm. So he's saying about why do we need to set consequences and relationships? Mm-hmm. Um, what, you know, what would you say about that? Like you're talking about boundaries. So, mm-hmm. Well, I think if someone is hurting us, mm-hmm. we need to let them know that. Um, I think if a uh, behavior that they're doing is causing harm, mm-hmm to us or our relationship, then they need to be aware of it. And I think the consequence isn't so much that you don't do, if you don't do this thing, I'm out of here. Right. But it may be something as subtle as, you know, when you say this to me, it hurts me. So, uh, especially when you speak in anger. So I'm going to choose to like, wait until you've had a chance to calm down. Right. Um, I know we have to talk about it. It's important we talk about it, but I don't want to do it while you're angry. So right. I'm going to go off, and when you're, you've had a chance to calm down, we can try this again. So I think yeah. that's an appropriate boundary, and, and that's in a sort of a smaller way mm-hmm. versus some other boundaries that you, sometimes may require you walking away from the situation altogether. Yeah, exactly, especially if it's like a dangerous situation that's going to cause right. familial harm or right. something, right? But I think what many times we do is we take it, we take it, we take it, and then we're out of here. I know. And we're not openly communicating to address an issue. And we're not giving the other person a chance to recognize the harm or the hurt that it's doing to us so that hopefully they have the motivation to change. Now, if you've had this conversation 10 times and they're still repeating the same behavior, then clearly they're not motivated to change. And so then you've got some decisions to make as to how you're going to respond to that relationship or that person. So it's not a hard and fast rule um, because we, we, it's going to depend on their relationship mm-hmm. and the person, the maturity level, all sorts of things. Yeah. But I think the general principle being 
that our motivation can't be to change the other person. That's right. But we can speak truth to set boundaries and to hopefully influence them for change. Yeah. Because then they realize that that behavior that they're doing is actually causing harm. And if they want to uh, maintain their relationship or they, they value it, then it might motivate them to change. And I think when, like, one of the parts I loved about this particular chapter, when he's talking about setting consequences, if they need to be set, he says this. Setting consequences in place gives the person a clear choice and sets them free to make it. Mm. And then our job is to accept the consequence. Right. We let them know that they can choose A or B. Mm -hmm. If they choose A, then certain things will happen. And if they choose B, other things will happen. Mm -hmm. That's clarity and freedom. This mindset does so many good things. It helps you get clear about what you want. Mm. It forces you to communicate what you want directly. It keeps you from being judgmental, nagging, controlling, or cajoling, all of which bring about bad feelings in the relationship. And most of all, it preserves the freedom of the other person to make their own choice. Something they have had all along is clearly exercising anyway, Mm -hmm. and that you are honoring. Yeah. Oh, I love that. I love that. And and that does take a lot of awareness, um, first of all. That I am in trying to change somebody or control them, I'm 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 taking away their freedom. And even if they do change their behavior and they're doing it just to appease yeah. me, it doesn't feel good. No, it doesn't feel like it's authentic. And so it's being able to recognize like what need, unmet need, fear or anxiety or something mm-hmm. going on inside of me that I'm projecting it onto them. That it's kind of like I'm giving them this this. You must change so that I can feel better or so that I, and so it becomes more about projecting onto them my needs that if they don't meet those needs, then somehow it's going to be bad for me. Right. Right. And it's all about you. And it is all about me. And often in relationships, we tend to react out of that. And so then we don't end up respecting their freedom. And that's the thing is like everybody has been given the gift of autonomy and agency, even Mm -hmm. really little kids. And so like even with parenting, uh, you giving them choice, you can either have the broccoli or the beans. So as opposed to saying, eat this or else. Do you know what I mean? Like yep. it's still giving them that sense of agency. And I like what he has to say here. The issue is that we must respect the freedom of others to make their own choices. Exactly. If we do not respect that freedom, we will do two things. First, we will nag or otherwise try to control them and they will begin to resent us. And we'll also resent them for not listening. Like it gets frustrating mm-hmm. too. And secondly, we'll continue to frustrate ourselves as we demand someone be or do something we wish for them when they don't want to do it. And when they resist, we end up feeling angry, shaming, mm-hmm. guilt-inducing, resentful. And this is the key thing. This path destroys love. Oh, it does. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that at the end of the day... I feel like I'm trying to change you because I love you. Right. But if I continue to do it by nagging, criticizing, controlling, and all that, I'm actually destroying the path to love. It's like, oh, Ugh. that just is an ouchie. We told you we could have stopped at the very beginning of this I know. chapter. We why, were- <laughs> why did we continue? What were we thinking? Because it's a very challenging chapter because yeah. we have all done this or will do it or are doing it. Mm-hmm. Right. And and once we understand our motivations, it can be very difficult mm-hmm. to face ourselves. Yeah. And our own desires to, 
change people. But it is also in some weird way really freeing for me because I um, I worry about, just as an example, if my husband doesn't take his vitamins, he's going to get sick. And right. Whatever. And my worrying is like I have to be hypervigilantly checking, are you taking your vitamins? Are you eating healthy? You know, I left it with some salad today and he laughed at me. Because <laughs> you know he's not eating he's the salad. He's not going to eat it. I know what he's eating. I know. He already told me. <laughs> and it's not salad. It starts with a Boston cream donut and ends with fish and chips. <laughs> yeah. Or pizza. And it's freeing not to worry about it. Like, at the end of the day, he gets to choose. And it's okay. I, I don't have to be one to correct it. For me, a lot of it comes from that sense of anxiety, but also over-functioning, which we've talked about before, which, yeah. of course, is rooted in anxiety. Yeah. And so it is freeing, like... I got enough to manage my own life. Why am I trying to manage everybody else's? It's exhausting. It's totally exhausting. Oh, <laughs> it's just exhausting. I know. So I think there is freedom in letting go of the need to change others um, for us. If we can get through yep. all of that. And then you can get on with the business of taking the energy you have and yep. focusing on your own personal growth. Yes. Mm-hmm. And like... I, I wonder what my life would look like if I was freed up from this. Oh, right? I'd be, I don't know. So that's a really good yeah. question. How much energy do you spend focusing on? Oh, you don't want to know. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm asking this question for our listeners and viewers. Like, like, take in this material now and think about it. Like, how much energy am I spending? Is part of my exhaustion... Because I am trying to change others around me. Or I have expectations of them that they're failing to meet. Yeah. And it disappoints me. And so I feel like I have to try harder to get them to meet these expectations. You know, it reminds me of this woman I knew quite a while ago. And she used to have this massive handbag. Mm-hmm. Before the massive handbags were in, okay? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She had this massive handbag. And it was filled with things just in case. Mm. Right, like Band-Aids, Gravel, you know, Advil, mm-hmm. like Swiss Army she knives. She had everything. Because, Swiss Army knives, too. <laughs> See, because, and it was it was controlling. Right. Because just in case she was out with you mm-hmm. and you had a boo-boo, yeah. she would have a solution. Right. And it didn't strike me as control. It struck me as funny and ridiculous at the time. But now I can see that it was like, you know, and there was always a comment made. Mm-hmm. Well, if you just had a bigger purse, right? <laughs> like you'd be prepared. <laughs> and it was just like, but what a burden to carry around, trying to think of all the potential dangers that could happen. Okay, so here we go. I have an analogy. Uh oh. What purse? What what huge purse are you carrying around with bandages, or solutions, or answers, or suggestions, or advice? that you're doling out to people as you see them in trouble or what you perceive to be in trouble or help that you think they need. Like, I think what I'm going to do for the next little week, and you can hold me to it, as can people in this room. I am going to try to bite my tongue more for the next week and not give people advice, not tell them what to do. Okay, I've got one. Okay, what? So there's a particular... Recurring situation in my life yes. that I circle around. Yeah. And for next week, 
I am not going to talk about it at all. Wow. It's going to kill me. What about not think about it? Oh, I can't stop That's that. That's impossible. I'm sorry. Okay. That's just... Well, not talking about it is already a good start. Yeah, thank you. Okay. All right. Okay. Okay. So I think that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to try to bite my tongue and then the, I'm going to push it a little further. I'm going to oh. go, I'm going to, I'm going to go home and I'm going to ask my husband and I'm going to ask him, so in what ways do I try to change you? Oh, like, what do I do that makes me make you feel like I'm trying to change you? Okay, I can't ask my husband that because we're going to be on holidays next week. Oh, yeah. No, and that's so, not a good thing. No, it's not no, a good... No. Uh, we can't go into that's a holiday. That's not a holiday we conversation. No, 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 no. You keep changing him away. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> You're allowed. You're on vacation. <laughs> All right. So think about what you want to do to track how often you try to change people. It's hurting my brain. I know. I know. I told you it's an ouchie. I'm exhausted now. I think I'm done. Uh, we got to go get some food. We're really hungry. We're really hungry. We're hangry. When we get stirred up, we get hungry and then tired. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for tuning in. Uh, I think this is one I'm going to chew on for a little while, and I hope you do as well. Uh, I hope you find it valuable that uh, we are bearing our souls here about how hard it is to let that go. <sighs> but thanks for tuning in. Yes, thank you. Thanks for listening to the Fully Lived Life podcast. We hope you found it encouraging and helpful. Be sure to follow or subscribe so that you never miss a new episode. And if you enjoyed our show, please help spread the word by sharing with your friends and family and posting on your social media. Thanks for listening and tune in to our next episode.